0: Hello. This is episode 15 of the podcast called Blood and Rain. I'm your host, Arthur Dane. You hear it everywhere. A five-round surgical masterclass from the champion. That throw was nothing short of surgical. In order to properly balance the method, it is imperative one must be quite surgical. The crafting of this dish was just downright surgical. The maestro was breathtakingly surgical in execution tonight. The gold standard of precision. The tool of measure utilized worldwide for grading how well one performs in tight spaces with microscopic margins for error. It takes over a decade to become a fully realized surgeon and it is no secret as to why. The stakes are simply too high to allow any amateurs lapses in focus, slothful shortcomings in knowledge, and untested spirits giving way to emotions under changes in fortune of process. This is why the aura of a surgeon silently screams skill mastery. This is why the skill mastery of a surgeon transcends the art of surgery itself. This is why every great performance across all disciplines is granted the honor of being described as having manifested the way of the surgeon outside of the operating room. Now, look at your life. Look upon your pursuits. Investigate your systems and processes in place. Evaluate your mental infrastructure and day-to-day logistics. Transfer the precision of your daily acts and practices to the environment of surgery. Have you killed the patient? Remain unsatisfied until your precision of energy could save a life. Anything less is an insult to the human spirit. That was a post that I wrote in the beginning of February titled The Surgeon's Mindset. And to be abundantly honest, the reason why I began to have a growing fascination with surgery and the skill of a surgeon, because like many other people, I was watching medical dramas. For whatever reason, something possessed me to start watching, of all things, crazy anatomy. And there are a couple of characters that I was abundantly impressed with. None of the cardiothoracic surger, surgeons, or general surgeons, really, or pediatric surgeons, or plastic surgeons, none of those sort of disciplines really, really seemed to draw me in. What drew me in were the. There was one character who's a brain surgeon, and one character who's a trauma surgeon. So. The trauma surgeon having to make these very small movements, very precise movements, in order to save a life while in the environment of an ER, so an emergency room as opposed to an operating room. So having to be calm and precise under and surrounded by an enormous amount of pressure and chaos. with the brain surgeon, it seemed, to me at least, especially with much of the brain still unmapped, that the margin for error was the smallest out of all the disciplines. And I just saw reverence in the discipline of surgery. And I saw the passion... And I saw the amount of sacrifice and dedication it takes to become a surgeon. And this is all in a show that you know, has been lauded quite a bit, but has been described by many viewers as so bad, but so good at the same time in Grey's Anatomy. And I began to think about some of the great performances across all disciplines in human history. Being from the Bay Area, and while I'm from Oakland, I'm actually a San Francisco 49ers fan. Not that that means anything now, because I don't really watch too much sports these days. But growing up, I was a Diet in the wall 49 ers fan. And if you know about the 49ers in the 80s, the 49ers in the 80s completely changed the game of football. They had a coach named Bill Walsh who revolutionized the passing game. You wouldn't see such a passing-heavy game today if it wasn't for the great Bill Walsh. And he believed that the forward pass is the greatest way to advance the football, but he created something called the West Coast Offense. And it wasn't relying on deep ball passes, meaning passes, you know, more than 10 yards, more than 20 yards, you know, these very long ball passes for large yard gainage throw smaller lateral passes for a very surgical, secure gaining of yards. So it possessed the security of handing it to the running back, but it also possessed the openings of a passing game, being able to get it to multiple targets, not just having one focal point by handing it to one man. And with this, the 49ers of the 80s won four Super Bowls in the decade. And if you watch their performances, there were performances where they made many mistakes against teams that were more smash mouth, more braggadocious, more hard-hitting. But the mindset of the 49ers was to be attempting to be surgical every single time. So that meant with every attempt was the most precise striving for perfection. And with a team that strives for that in every single play, it just takes one. It takes one successful play to change a game. In a more recent comparison, for those of you who follow the UFC, Israel Adesanya's performance against Paulo Costa, the spacing was downright perfect, the resets were downright perfect. Every combination thrown was thrown in the gap of a split second, an abundantly accurate His setup strikes didn't commit fully in order to leave room for resetting once again. But when these probing strikes did land and they carried into a combination, Israel Adesanya TKO Pablo Costa with stunning accuracy, surgical accuracy. to be precise to work in small spaces is to be great and at the moment I'm finding myself having to work in very tight spaces I'm having to plug in all the things that I need to get done every day for myself and for for others to very, very tight spaces. I'm having to do surgery on my schedule. Now, to give you an idea of what I have going on this week, I have to move out of Oakland, or the spot I'm in in Oakland, by this Friday. The place I'm going to is not yet secured. In addition to this, I have a 70-hour work week with some commute time. I have to train twice a day, I have to post twice a day, I have a job interview, I have a recital I'm singing in. And I could very much say, well, I have to drop some of these things because there just isn't enough time. And ultimately that statement, there isn't enough time is just a lie. It's a coping mechanism because really what we're saying is it's too stressful for me to pack that all in, to figure out how to pack that all in. And then we take a look at where we're wasting our time. Let's take our commutes, for instance. For those of you who commute in a car, that's time to listen to audiobooks of an area of knowledge, an area of expertise that you need to fully grasp in order to take the next step in your career or take the next step in a journey of skill mastery. For those of you who take public transit. You can certainly listen to an audiobook. You can certainly listen to a podcast. But being on public transit, you can write emails. You can write reports. You can work on the book that you're writing. There are also areas of your life where you're able to multitask that you're not taking full advantage. while you're listening to a podcast at home. You could be doing yoga, you could be stretching. For those of you who do not still have access to weights due to lockdown-related issues, you can do calisthenics. You can cook while you can read. You can stretch while you cook. You can share a discipline with a loved one so you can spend time with them without sacrificing your growth. You can seek common ground. You can seek the gaps where maybe you only have 45 minutes to an hour in between two pretty set in stone endeavors within your life and in that gap of time you typically just sort of dilly-dally on your phone, you scroll, you space out. 45 minutes to an hour is a very long time in which you can be surgical with your schedule and inserting another pursuit, whether it be learning a language or reading a new book. So in order to achieve your greatest, highest self, I suggest you not only cultivate the virtue of being surgical, but you cultivate it in the realm of your schedule. This looks like filling in all of the time. Now you're probably wondering what happens when something goes wrong. What happens when something runs late and I don't get to start the next thing on time? And it requires this amount of time, that's fine. You adjust accordingly. When a surgeon is going through surgery, things go wrong. You have to adjust on the fly. Nothing goes completely according to plan and that's okay. So if something runs later and you need two hours for something and you only have an hour and 15 minutes, find the next available piece you can shift and do surgery on your schedule once more. This week I have a set game plan for every hour of every day leading up to my move. I know something's going to go wrong. So I'm going to have to do surgery on my schedule to adjust accordingly for the best optimal result. We're not called to be men who settle. We're not called to be men who only do a handful of things to then look back on their life and say, oh, I could have done A, B, C, D, E, F, and G if I applied myself more, if I put more time into it, time that you had. That is my biggest nightmare, is looking back on my life and saying, I could have done more. We get so wrapped up in our head trips about planning that we don't plan at all and we don't make immediate decisions this is nothing state and then nothing gets done and we're even further back than we were at the very beginning of that silly dialogue within ourselves so be a grand strategist with your schedule plan days weeks months ahead Sometimes plan with some wiggle room and sometimes plan taking advantage of everywhere, every hour, all 24 hours packed together very tightly, surgically, be flexible and recognizing when something goes wrong, you can likely switch it out with something else or break up another pursuit into two or three pieces and take that time that would have been for a much longer piece towards something else that you missed. I am certainly going to be adjusting throughout this week. And that's okay. Because I'm going to be as precise as humanly possible And I'm gonna be as surgical with my time as possible. So that I don't have that moment at the end of my life where I have regret. For those of you single men, being surgical with your schedule will pay dividends when you're married and you have kids. And there's these monkey wrenches thrown in your life of crying, screaming, and then the crying and screaming from a child. Don't leave any time on the table, I'm not. So, I suggest you look at your schedule for the next week and you fit all that you can. Every last hour, every last half hour, every last minute. And make a plan. And don't fall in love with it. Because it will likely have to change in some way, shape, or form. And that's okay. Make the necessary necessary adjustments. Don't wipe it clean with broad brush strokes with the hammer. No, you're using the scalpel. your call to be a surgeon with your time I hope you all have a wonderful beginning of spring it's beautiful out do not let the light unnerve you it is light that we have all earned and if a storm comes once again during the spring that's okay because it's only temporary And if that storm throws a monkey wrench in your schedule, you know exactly what to do. So until then, good night and good storms. Thank you.